don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, on Twitter, at RealGilbertACP, and on Instagram, Gilbert Podfried, P-O-D-F-R-I-E-D. You see, it's kind of a pun on the last name. Ah, never mind. And this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast <laughs> with my co-host and cohort, Frank Santa Padre. <laughs> and when the mic's not on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest this week is a multi-platinum selling recording artist who has sold more than 25 million records, give or take 25 million. He's performed to sold-out crowds all over the world and sung with everyone from Andrea Bocelli to Celine Dion to Barbara, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> <laughs> Some certain names I just have to hear there. Yeah, going in and out. It's, it's, yeah. I like it. It's like the end of Nutty Professor. It really is. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> He's also an actor appearing in movies like Crazy Stupid Love, Muffet's Most Wanted, and uh, hit TV shows like Ally McBeal in the Office, Parks and Recreation, American Dad. He is also the youngest guest. Is that true? Oh, like, by far. The youngest guest we've ever had on the show. Younger than Marty Short. Uh, we haven't had Marty. Sure oh, no. Enough, oh, God. Yeah, well, then there you we'll go. He'll be the youngest. He'll be the youngest. Uh, and I'm sure he won't understand any of my references. Uh, please welcome the multi-talented Josh Brolin. Bro- Josh Brolin. Right. <laughs> All right. God, pleasure to be here, guys. See, so you can only keep my voice up a certain amount of time. It hurts my throat. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I do you, I need a lozenge. <laughs> oh, God. You have what you do have one of the greatest voices in all of show business. Nobody can do you. You're you're just you're one of a kind. He is. Oh, He's thank in, you. You're inimitable. You are. You truly are. I I've never heard Rich Little do a show. <laughs> Why don't we get Rich Little on the show oh, and ask him to. to do you? Yeah, we have to. He's yeah. a thousand, I think. Is he? Yeah. God bless him. Yeah, but you are our youngest guest. Before this, uh, Larry Storch from F Troop was our youngest <laughs> guest. And he was 93. Really? Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm so just, just, under, yeah. just under the bar. So you just you just beat him. I wow. just made it. Yeah. How Fantastic. many of our guests have you actually heard of? That's what I want to know, Josh. Because yeah. the, show, the show skews a little older. Uh, oh, it Barbara really? Feldon. Oh, you know Cla- Barbara Feldon? Classic legend. Okay. No. Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> Ken Berry? I know Ken Berry, of course. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. But, okay, uh, um, but, this, is, but this is a you're, you're a I feel like you're a young hip. You're a... The kids dig you. I'm a, I'm a groovy guy. <laughs> You're a groovy I'm guy. a groovy cat. We both have a, you know, look, I'm 34. I'm no spring chicken, but I'm not, you know, I'm not 94. We both have a, a, a passion for khaki shorts, I see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, so, you know, listen. We both have sexy legs. We both <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning got to tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. We both got gams for days. Yeah. And, uh, They're both like Betty Grable. That's exactly right. That's exactly yes. right. Listen. <laughs> 
our style is is coming back around again. Truly, we oh, are. Yeah. We're we're you know what Tyler the Creator wishes uh, he was able to do. How about Marty Allen? Does that name mean Marty anything Allen, to you? Marty uh, Allen rings a bell because uh, you know the the hip hop kids. Oh, they love Marty. This this will bring it back. They to love you. Marty oh, well, Allen. You'll jump off the chair <laughs> and, and you'll say, "Oh, him." Uh, Hello there. Oh, Marty yeah. Allen. Oh, yeah, of course. Yes. God, I love this. That's always great when, you're, when, you're, when your signature line is just a greeting. Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's how you know See, you've made it in show business. So you know, you know everything there is to know about Yeah, yeah. Marty Hello Allen. there. Hey, lady. Well, yeah. Yes, I mean, there's there you truly. Go. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Marty Be- Allen was, worked with the Beatles on uh, the uh, Sullivan Show. That's, what, that's how I know and, his name, and yes. And Marty Allen was in a team with Alan and Rossi. Alan, Rossi, and, and Young, yes. Where, Alan, Rossi, where, and Young, yes. He, he was the crazy Jew, uh-huh. and he had this handsome Italian singer. Oh, he did. So it was yes. basically trying to recapture yes. Martin and See, Lewis. See, when I got signed, they said, we want the look of a crazy Jew with the voice of a handsome Italian singer. So I, <laughs> they, as, as show business has progressed, they've decided to kind of blend the two. And, and Josh Groban it, it was, works. Born, was so, born. Yeah. So basically, you, you look like a Hebrew student. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly right. Like you're coming out of the yeshiva. Yes. And and you're singing Pagliacci, whose who's great grandfather yeah. might have been Caruso or might not yeah. have been Caruso. You know, we're all we're, now. Yeah. Now your father uh, eventually wound up hating the Jews, <laughs> even though he was born a Jew. He wound up hating. My father doesn't have a hateful bone in his body. He is. Uh, he. We were raised with kind of all religions. We kind of grew up with kind of the universal. I mean, my 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 mom was raised Episcopalian. My dad was raised Jewish but didn't really care one way or the other, I don't think. He just was like, oh, my God, you guys get pine trees in your living room for holidays? Like, this is, this is wonderful. We get to burn a log and open, open gifts? Like, this is great. So, you know, we, he kind of converted when he married my mom. But, but truthfully, we were raised kind of to, to study all of them. Oh, so you didn't have any strong religious no, upbringing? No, didn't really. I went to an Episcopalian elementary school, and uh, you know, and then that was it. But your your father did donate to the Third Reich. <laughs> no, no, that is that is uh, your your blue cards here are very smudged. Yes. I think that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel now, like. And, uh, and your new album is Dirtland Dirtland. <laughs> well, that is that is true. Actually, that is that you have that might have been where the confusion came from. My titles are odd, you know. It's they come to me in dreams, and uh, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for them. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, that would be an interesting uh, collaboration album with Steve Reich, the uh, oh, yeah. contemporary yeah. composer. Songs with the third, yeah, Reich and just with the three, Reich? three of us. It'll be a boy oh, band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your parents were not musical, but your your grandmother. Yes, my grandmother uh, was very musical. Yes, she. Um, uh, played played for she was an accompanist for singers and she played the piano and uh, played the organ and uh, I remember I was having a voice lesson once at my parents' house and my grandma happened to be over and I'm just doing scales and you know how grandmas just kind of wander into the just kind of they just kind of walk in you know oh, yes. all of a sudden boom like grandma's there yes oh oh hello grandma she goes I once played that song for twenty five cents for a whole hour. Well, goodbye. Walked walk back into the kitchen. Wow. And that was just, you know. Now, she played in vaudeville. Uh, well, my yeah. grandmother on my, on my uh, mother's side yeah. played in vaudeville. Yeah, she was, she was a, a kind of a flapper girl in the 20s. And, uh, and my grandmother on my father's side um, 
uh, played uh, for twenty five. Played one song for an hour for twenty five cents. Apparently. Now, so, now yeah. did they ever tell you about the old stars back in vaudeville? You know, I only knew about. My my grandmother on my mother's side's vaudeville days because we because of looking through old pictures. There's a, I mean there's such a, a kind of a tragic and fascinating thing sometimes when you have a loved one that's in their 90s who passes away is you suddenly go through a treasure trove of of history and you go God you know grandma did that you know sometimes they're very close to the vest about things they did and people they knew and all that so yeah no I, I we weren't really talked to about it very much I don't know why. So the music skipped a generation. It, it well, for well, you. It did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no. I'm I'm waiting for your son to be a great singer because <laughs> we think it skipped a first generation. First of all, how do you know I have a son? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's the next thing we're bringing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. I, it'll skip. It'll skip my my kids. My kids won't want anything to oh, do with yeah. it. You know, anybody who's around me. I, I don't know. I mean, but your your kids are into comedy, right? I mean, you. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My my uh, my uh, uh, five year old son uh-huh. wrote Friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fantastic! <laughs> the theme song or yeah. the show? Yeah, and Joey. Did he, did he, did he create yes. Joey? Oh, yes, great! That was yeah. one of his yeah. failures. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. Well, look. And, and then he tried to create a million shows for Matthew Perry. He was a spinoff <laughs> kid. He yeah, was, he was yeah. more, you know. That's your forte. His forte is spinoffs. Yeah, he he did the Ropers. Well, he, oh yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Oh really? my God, really <laughs> interesting. <laughs> so here here's the thing. What did you listen to as a kid? Because your um, parents were not in the business. No, but you were exposed to I, classic music. I was. I was. Uh, I was exposed to all you know all, all sorts of things. Uh, I Why was, were you uh, exposed? <laughs> where are you going with this? No, whatever you just said, Why, you were exposed. Were you exposed? Uh, what did they show you? <laughs> here's an old record called "Ever Seen a Grown Man Naked." Yes, uh, here's a doll. Show us yeah, where the show man. Us <laughs> show us where he touched you. <laughs> yes, you know in the in the seventies, you talked about loving records in the seventies, yeah. but there are some creepy album covers and titles in the seventies. Like yeah. there there were some there are some very odd kind of bearded men. Uh, and I am really? one now, but like, really? like every vinyl, it seems like is a bearded man Anything staring into Google? the distance. To, to like the al- name of the album is always like show us, show show us on the puppet where he touched you or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And, and back then it wasn't creepy, you right. know. Um, there were a lot of double entendre songs in the seventies. Yeah. Did you know, Gil? Like oh, Brent, yes. like Melanie singing "Brand New Key" and "Oh Yes," "Afternoon Delight." Yes. There, was a, there was a period where there were, you know, and, and of course, bubblegum music. Yeah, yeah. You know, yummy, and, yummy, and, yummy. And, and now. And, and oh, and what was that? Uh, oh, My Dingaling. My Dingaling. Yeah, I want you to play with My Dingaling. Right, the Chuck yeah. Berry. Yeah. But there that were, wasn't a song. You're just saying. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, the song. Yes. Oh, oh there yes, was I was song? rapping it. Yeah. Yeah, I was, uh, you got you to gotta contemporize it for the kids these days. <laughs> um, yeah, all of those songs wouldn't make it on the radio these days. No, I'm sure not. No. But what did, what did you listen to? Because um, we I, ask all our guests what they grew up watching, what they grew up listening to. I grew up this. listening to. Um, I, I loved Gladys Knight and the Pips. Uh-huh. I loved kind of soul music. Uh, yeah. I loved Paul Simon growing up. Yeah, My me parents, too. First album I ever got was uh, was Graceland, and uh, just loved that rhythm of the Saints. It kind of was a you know first introduction to world music and those rhythms and things like that. Right, right. Um, and then I grew up listening to people like Mel Torme. I grew up listening to the Great Crooners. Um, you know, I grew up listening to Caruso. I grew up listening to Frank Sinatra. Um, but uh, show tunes too. They play that stuff in the house. Once, yes, I mean, I was the one that bought the, sh- the soundtracks to the show tunes because my parents would take me to see shows in Los Angeles. We got you know, a lot of touring companies would come by and they'd play the Amundsen in, uh, in L.A. And then I would just um, 
terrorize my family by just playing soundtracks to Phantom of the Opera and Tommy and Sunday in the Park with George and and even like the music from Cirque du Soleil I thought was like really cool and like mm-hmm. the acrobatic music I just thought well that's I, that's interesting sure so I just I had a weird stack of I had one of those very thick CD booklets you know where you could still flip through yeah and it was just filled with stuff I grew did, up listening did you ever play Tevia I did. He I did play Tevia. You did. I did. Yes. You did. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I will. I will send you because you'll put this up on a website. I yes. Imagine, right. Yes. I will send you a YouTube clip of me doing "If I Were a Rich Man" when I was 17 years old that you can put up on your. On How your about website. that? Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I was Tevia. Yeah. So so you're... I had to I had to uh, paste on a beard at that point. <laughs> I did. I was a baby face. I couldn't grow a beard for the life of me. But um, but I had five daughters. Yes. Um, <laughs> can you do that speech about the five daughters still? Um, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Uh, uh, well, how does it, how does the speech go? I, it just goes. I, I had five daughters. That's the whole speech, right? Yes. Yeah. And I know yeah. there's also that where he would go and in this hand. Oh, on, on yeah. the other hand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sell cheese, and on the other hand, ask the rabbi. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I forgot what it was. But, now, uh, I heard you, when you played... Have you ever played Tevia? That yes. I would yeah. pay. I'd, I'd pay to I see would that. Pay I were rich. I'd have the time that I lack. And the yeah. chickens and the geese. <laughs> How old were you when I you was played? 16. Wow. So, yeah. No, we all, we all were just kind of pretending what it would feel like to be a 55-year-old, you know, <laughs> Russian-Jewish <laughs> cheese yeah. salesman. You know, we were all just, you know, carpooling in the station wagon every day. We didn't really know what it felt like, but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, would you was, say Zero Mostel is... was the was the uh, he was the uh, the greatest? Oh, have yeah. you? Zero That's was right. was yeah. probably the greatest. Yeah. We had his there son was... on the show, Josh oh. Mostel. Oh, really? A couple of weeks ago, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But how he, but he how was... old is he? Josh, he's in his probably sixties. Oh yeah. man, yeah. Oof, yeah. still under the wire. Yeah, yeah. and and yeah, he was a kid on our show. <laughs> yes, he was. Yeah. He was yeah. a young whippersnapper, youngster. He uh yeah, I thought. Uh, Zero is probably the greatest. He was great. I, why didn't he do the movie? I liked Topol. 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 That's his greeting to people. Topol. But yeah, he was good. I think he didn't do the movie because, and I hope this is the the actual truth that he that the producers thought he had a reputation for being a little bit difficult, difficult to work with. Old zero. I would have imagined that people or with they one name would be more difficult than people with two names. I would oh, imagine yeah. if you're just to- Topol, you know, yeah. then... That, uh, that's why Cher never played. Never played <laughs> Tevia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she began filming. <laughs> Sunrise, sunset. So just take us through this journey a little bit. I mean, how do you... How do you and I know I'm, I'm skipping over years and I'm skipping over big important parts of your life, but, okay. but, but listening to the music and falling in love with this stuff... Yeah. And how, and eventually, your your vocal coach gives a tape to the great David Foster. That's right. I was singing uh, "All I Ask of You" as Gilbert. And, really? Uh, yes. And, I pay uh, to see that too. Can, yeah. can we hear two lines at least? <laughs> yes. That's all I ask of you. <laughs> the end. There's a great version of Josh singing that with Sarah Brightman on, there is. online that I saw. Yeah, that I watched as me, that though. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. The boring version. Yeah, yeah that didn't work. That didn't work well. at all. No, yeah, but no. I was, yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, it was, it was actually, um, God, it was, it was just around the time that I was playing Tevia. I mean, it was, I was a kid. I was a senior in high school and uh, David Foster called a voice teacher that I was with and said, you know, uh, Michael Crawford was supposed to sing at an event for the governor of California, and he just pulled out. Oh, it was Gray Davis's yeah, inauguration? Yeah, it was Gray Davis's thing, yeah. Uh-huh. And, 
And so he says, we've got who's young who can sing the song. And, um, and I sent in, like, I was one of five tapes, and he picked my tape. And, um, you know, I was, that was my first time singing in front of a professional audience. So David Foster, also a famous producer. Yeah. Also famous for being the man that ran Ben Vereen over with a, uh, uh, with a car. Yes, but that yeah. story actually is, is I, what happened was, at least I think this is the right, right story, is that once Ben Vereen went to the hospital for that injury, they found a brain tumor that he would not have otherwise noticed had he not been hit that night. I did not know that. I think so, that's what David Foster I think that's maybe... Yeah. Yes, haven't you read that David's was, autobiography? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that was his story. Yeah, so he saved Ben's life. That's what... Apparently. David Foster's lawyer... That's right, yeah. said that Listen, court. I've got a yeah. story. Yeah. That, that, might, that might very well yeah, be like true. Yeah, like Lee Harvey Oswald <laughs> said, well, Kennedy would have had a heart attack <laughs> right then anyway. You know, <laughs> hindsight is twenty twenty. they say. Oh, boy. Now, who ran over um, Stephen King? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, just a, that was just a civilian. Oh, that was regular, not another, it wasn't a celebrity. Oh, yeah. I was, fascinating. I was fascinated by the fact that here's Ben Vereen yeah. wandering on the Pacific Coast Highway at, yeah. at, at night. Well, people do jog at night, and it's yeah, nice. The ocean, the ocean breezes. <laughs> You know, I ride I, I ride my city bikes at night. But, uh, what What are the odds of one musical legend being hit by a car driven by another musical legend? Uh, it's it's uh, that's that's show business. Right. You know, that's uh, right. We've all been uh, we've all been hit by uh, you know David in, in various ways. George Gershwin crashed into Frank Sinatra once. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah that's, really. That's famous. Well. <laughs> So you should storytelling. Just to, Ben Vereen, I, I heard was a little. He was he was in his wacky stage too. Was that? Did he have yeah. a wacky yeah. stage? Yeah, he say. might have been wandering aimlessly. Oh, oh, really? And seen dragons chasing up our stuff. Really? Oh, I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, he and, was. And David was was in a in a, a normal car with the headlights on. I imagine. Right. I don't know the whole story. There was of no it, Ben Vereen crossing sign, yeah. which was. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the fedora down, yeah, the fedora yeah, tip yeah. down, and a sil- kind of just silhouette, Fossey, smoothly uh, dancing, his white gloves, jazz hands yeah. across the street. Uh, no. So yeah. Gilbert has no interest whatsoever, Josh, in your personal history. That's, but, uh, not, that's absolutely not. fine. That's absolutely fine. Can I, can I leave now? Yeah. yeah but damn it, I'm going to. We have yeah. so much watermelon and cashews left. You brought the snacks, Gilbert. You want to just leave them here? Fine with me. I listen. I will. I'll zip up my onesie and enjoy the rest of this afternoon. I will be covered in watermelon juice, dripping, dripping down my flesh, and then uh, and cashew crumbs permeating the felt of my onesie. You are like you are seriously. When I watch your roasts, you are like a depraved Maya Angelou. When you your wow. your perverted prose are are a work of art. The way oh. the way you insult. Is uh, is second to none, truly. Oh, a depraved Maya Angelou. Yeah, maybe yes. my favorite compliment yeah. that you've received. Because you know, and it and it, this brings me to another topic. It's like when when uh, Frank was saying, uh, you know, Josh Groban wants to do the podcast, and I I was thinking, what the hell do I want to talk to him about? <laughs> And he said, "Clearly not his history." I could show you the email begging me. By the way, if you'd like me to pull that out, I could, I could send you at least, at least four emails from the past year and a half of your sweet wife saying, "Listen, there's a cancellation. Yes. <laughs> it was last minute. I shit you not." <laughs> Don't you call me out, you motherfucker. Listen, I will show you those emails. Yeah, 
yes, the girl who uh, was the original will, will ma- bring snacks. Yes, will yes. come to you. The girl who was the original Marilyn in the pilot of the Munsters just died, and so <laughs> we're going to try to get Josh. We we had the last living Munchkin. Yeah, there is only one, Jerry Marin. <laughs> but we, she hadn't heard of him. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> we actually considered interviewing the last living Munchkin. <laughs> we have one of the guys who replaced the Dukes of Hazard when they were on strike that time. <laughs> the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have, yeah, we have yeah, the guy yeah. who washed the car yeah, yeah. on the show. <laughs> and he yeah. turned us down. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, listen, happy to be here. Sorry for your cancellation. Yes. Oh, that's and, nice. And uh, whoever it is, it's their loss. But, but Frank said, oh, he's a fan of yours. And I went, oh, Josh Groban. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, him. Oh, yeah, that guy. I have all yeah. his albums. Yeah, you know, the guy, you know, I... You ready for my catchphrase? Yes. Hello. Right? Yeah, that, him. That Josh That's Groban. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, sure. From the Merv Griffin show when yeah. you used to go on there all the yeah. time. Yeah, I'm the guy who always says no to being on the dais. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's that Josh Groban. Yeah. And I remember your straight man would go, and we're here with the astronaut who landed on the moon. And then you do your your line. And then I'd sing my famous song, uh, uh, Moon Rock. Well, first you'd go, yes. Yeah, but first yeah. you'd go, moon hello. Rock. Yeah. And everyone would start. Everybody would start doing it. Yeah, that's right. Round of applause. That's absolutely yeah. right, yeah. So when did you become a fan of mine? Uh, Fuck your career. Uh, I want to talk yeah, I'm about t- mine. I'm tossing this card away. I became a fan of Gilbert's, I think, uh... Uh, midway through uh, a, a Showtime 3 uh, airing of Problem Child 2 uh, <laughs> was when I first became wow. aware. Um, no, I, I, uh, you had a number of great roles. And uh, I, I remember, well, two, two reasons I was a fan of yours. One is because I really did see many of your films when I was younger. But, but two also is that when I was, when I was just getting started in this industry – uh, I was I was 17 years old. I was at the uh, American Airlines lounge uh, at LAX, and uh, I, I walked by and I kn- I recognized you and I said, uh, "Hey, hey, Gilbert, how you doing?" And you went, "Hey, hey, hey what's up, man?" <laughs> and, and I thought to myself, "That's those are the kind of moments yeah. that that's special. Those are the kind of moments that just I don't know. It stuck with me. You you wouldn't rem- you wouldn't remember that, wow. but it was special to me." Wow. It was special to me. It was That's like to me. Every morning I wake up and I think, gee, whatever happened to that? That's kid? beautiful. <laughs> to that kid. To that kid. I, well, that happened. Well, I, I, not exactly on that note, but I was doing a, I was doing a, a recording session at, uh, for, for my last album. There was a pianist that I recognized his name on the sheet, and, uh, and I, I recognized his name. And I said, well, that was the name of my, of my piano teacher when I was six years old. That can't possibly be. And so I stopped him in the lobby, and I said, "I said, Rob, Robert Thies, Rob Thies, is that you?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on because he'd never been in any of my sessions before." I go, "You taught me how to play piano in Los Angeles when I was ten years old at that house in Hancock Park," and he goes, "That was you?" 
I said, yes, that was me. He goes, I've been following your grade. No idea. I taught you piano at a young age. That was crazy. Sometimes that happens. Yeah, he was also holding a, a cup of warm cashews as well. Oh, yeah. Really yeah, interesting. Yeah, at the time, yeah. It's See, not, yeah. I, I, this is halfway through the interview, and I forgot your name. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, Roland, yeah, that story's yeah. not as moving as meeting Gilbert. In that's the, true. That's true. I'm trying to add just, just the slightest bit of, of emotional uh, you know, <laughs> sus- sustenance to this interview. I, I mean, listen, I... I uh, <laughs> I, I, I told you with stand-up comics, yes. you have to meet them thirty and forty times. I mean, I love I love the bit we're doing here. We can just do an hour an yeah. hour long of get it. I don't give a shit. You know, yeah. we can do, if you'd like. We can just continue that the entire well, you, time. Well, you but, heard the Buscemi episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you, yeah. so you know how it goes. Yeah. yeah, you knew how to pronounce his name at the top of the interview. Yeah, and. <laughs> And yet, somehow, it still transitioned into a 15-minute-long discussion of how to pronounce his name. I still haven't heard you say my last name. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Goldberg? That's it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Okay. Josh Goldberg. Yeah. yeah. That's the Italian pronunciation. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Got a lot of blue cards here, are we I up? Do. Yes. Now, when yeah. you... Go ahead. You got, well, a, you got a question just, for Josh yeah. Goldberg? Yeah, I was just doing my catchphrase. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I used to do that on the Colgate Comedy Hour. Did you? Yeah. You yeah. just, you would just. I'd come out and go, yeah. You just. <laughs> and you, just start. you just saunter across the stage <laughs> in, a, in a toothpaste tube costume, yeah. right? And yes. just. <laughs> Colgate toothpaste brought to you by Lucky Strikes. And then you would just go, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That works. God, I miss those days, don't you? How old? How old are you during those commercials? Thirty-five, oh, thirty-six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the original Alka-Seltzer kid. Were you? Oh, good. Yeah. Now, yeah. in your house, you have a, a great photo of Groucho Marx. On I do. The wall. Yes. Yeah. So you're you're a Marx Brothers fan? I am a Marx Brothers fan. I just I just I just uh, finished reading his book. Uh, uh, the the uh, the Groucho the Groucho letters. Have you read those yet? Oh, oh yes, yeah. they're sure. fantastic. Yes. Sure, sure. To all these great oh, authors, they're great. And, and what he would say is that you know is that you know not only did he have great wit, but they said his letters would inspire great wit from others. Like people would feel like when you were writing Groucho, you had to be on your A game. Oh yeah, much like doing a Gilbert podcast. You can't <laughs> you can't yeah. you can't phone it in. Yeah, you have to like be, us. You have to yeah. You, you have can't to be come on and go yeah. You can't just come no. on and go, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Look, I look forward to the, See, the soundboard. Like. The soundboard some internet geek is going to make of this. Uh, it's just, <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to prank call people just going, who is this? Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard Gilbert's old Groucho? No. It, it's a special treat, Josh. Oh, oh, my goodness. This is Groucho at the end. When we was working vaudeville on a stage, the stage used to be... Was the performers would stand on, and uh, the performers back then were people who performed, and they would do a joke. A joke back in my day was you'd say something and it would get a laugh, and that was a joke. And you'd, you'd wear it. Yeah. Is that really how he sounded? He oh, yeah. Yes. That's, that's he a- used to go on the Dick Cavett oh, show. Oh, my goodness. And I remember I would, I would see, like, 
the you know all the old Marx Brothers movies, and I love them, and I and I they show like him on You Bet Your Life, yeah. And then he was away from the public eye, and he would come back on the Cavett show, yeah. And and with the cap with the little bird oh, yes, on the bird, yes. the, yeah. Or little yeah. Uh, like I've seen the pictures, balls. but I never yeah. heard the recordings. But yeah. now it's, I feel like I was living in the yeah. And you'd go, uh oh, you know, where's that like really fast where's, talking where's that thing? And and he'd be there going. But was he very old? What oh, was it? Very old. Oh, okay. Very so, old. Yeah. And he would be like, you know, back then you'd wear a hat, and that was an article of clothing that you'd put on your head. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, oh my yeah. god! Wow. Yeah. But I became fascinated. Have, listen, trust us. Have him on the show. He's going to do the hat. Yeah, He's going to do the hat bit. It kills. We talk about the Marx Brothers a lot on the show and how we like the Paramount versions, the Paramount yeah. films, more than the films where they where MGM uh, kind of imposed storylines and plots on them and uh, right, love interests. Right. And yeah, where they became like supporting players in right. their own movies. There were, there were actual kind of storylines they had to follow yeah. as opposed to just being able to kind of roll and do their shtick and, you know, there wasn't so much of a structure to it. But, uh, yeah. Now, speaking of the Marx Brothers and puns and word plays and that sort of stuff, you like to write jokes. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I absolutely don't. I could think of I could think nothing I'd rather do. Uh, really? Because I found uh, I found your your Father's Day joke, your hyphenated uh, joke. <laughs> that might be the only is... joke I've ever written, and it's not even a joke. It's uh, it's uh, uh, sounds like my hat. It's it's a, da- it's, a da- <laughs> a it's a dad joke. If I had children, they would go. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is the most I would ever get out of this joke, because I'd get you know a, a moment, a glance before they went back to Nintendo. Uh, are you you're looking at me like I should my, tell the joke? My, well, next, my next album is going to be called. That's not even a joke. Yeah, <laughs> well, he, tw- he tweets. Yeah. Yeah. he tweets yeah. puns all the time. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So what was it? What, what did I write? I said, uh, uh, "How did the grammar? How did the English professor die? Uh, he uh, he got over hyphenated and fell into a comma." It's awful. That, I like it. Do you like it? Yeah, I knew he right. would. He yeah. loves he loves wordplay. I puns. feel like I've I've got to be wearing khaki shorts to get away with that joke. But, I feel like but that you, is a. You should end it with yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to break the deafening silence. Yes. <laughs> you gotta have you gotta have a silence killer in an act, don't you? They if use... a joke just doesn't go over, do you have a noise or a, a word that you can yell that just saves it? <laughs> they used to be this comedian. Who would go on TV, uh, like on the Sullivan and Merv Griffin? He was this black comic. I think his name was Freddie Rogers. Okay, and his catchphrase was, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> it's funny. And he would do jokes, and right after the punchline, like if the punchline was, "I'm a cowboy," he'd go, "And I'm a cowboy." Oh yeah! <laughs> Still wow. gets a laugh in the room. It's not that much it's, different than dynamite. Yeah, her cooking is terrible. Oh yeah! I think, she got a mustache. Oh yeah! I think the key is the inflection. Yeah, too. I think and, if you yell something in a high pitched voice, you could go cashews, and everybody would laugh. It's just you know that'll be just yell cashews in a high yeah. voice, and it kills. And he slipped into a comma. Cashews! 
All right, well, so, so listen, you, I'm learning a lot about comedy you today. Won't, you, you won't Maybe, cop I to write I might write a second joke because yeah, of this. Yeah. You, but you, you tweet jokes. Fingers cr- crossed. Well, I tweet silly, stupid oh. things, and they're, maybe they're, I don't know. Possibly. Be careful tweeting. I, well, I don't uh, know yeah. if I've ever. Yeah, there's a cautionary you. tale. It's oh, a man. dangerous business. It's a. Uh, it is. It absolutely <laughs> is. But uh, that's okay. I mean, what else? I mean, what am I going to do? Text friends? I mean, come on. I would talk to people. You know, socialize. <laughs> what else is there? I've heard you say you, that your fans joking around with your fans and your fans being jokey with you gave you. You think it gave you the freedom? Yeah. Just to sort of come out of that. Well, that serious singer mode. Yes, and, because and have you know fun. when I got started, I mean, there were a lot of very serious photographs taken, and there was a very serious image, and my music is very serious, and my voice is very serious, and there's all that, and so, you know, I kind of I loved comedy growing up. I loved my dad's one of the funniest. Uh, funniest people I know. Uh, you know, I grew up watching comedy. I grew up in an improv. He doing... used to do jokes. <laughs> Go on, yeah, I, I, that's what we call a setup. Gil, that's that's a setup. He, yeah, he's a dog with a bone. I could see your wheels turning from my ear. I could hear your wheels turning while I was looking at Frank. You know, I I I just I liked I liked I liked comedy. So you know, but but it was a weird thing when you're a kid and you've got a baby face. And, uh, you know, uh, it's, and you've got a serious thing and a serious image. You know, people don't necessarily want to see silly. They don't want to see goofy. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's a fine line. So, right, so right. Eventually, eventually, you know, thanks to people like Jimmy Kimmel and people who kind of gave me yeah. bits to do where people said, oh, yeah. that's, that's funny too. Um, and Twitter helped too because I could, right. I could write something that I thought was ridiculous or silly and – um, and my fans would be right there with me. So I realized, okay, we're all not, we're not all one thing. Um, you know, let's, you know, don't be afraid to kind of go there. Did you ever think in the middle of your songs, you should talk like Gomer Pyle? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and just go, Shazam. Uh, Shazam. Um, every now <laughs> yes. and then, I think Cashew's a little stronger oh, yeah. personally. Cashew. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but yeah. Sure. Cause you, you made a good point. <clears throat> I saw an interview with Dan Rather and you were saying that in the old days, a singer would come out on a talk show in the Carson days or the old talk show days. Uh-huh. The, the singer would get the last bit on the show, would get yeah. the last five, yes, five yes, minutes yeah. on the show. You, yes. And that was all the singer was known for. Yes. And you really couldn't break out of that. No. You, you, as, as the singer, you, you rarely get couch time. So, you know, you, you, get, to, you get to go out there and sing, sing for three and a half minutes. Sometimes it's two and a half minutes, depending on the show. And then, you know, they come over and, yeah, thanks so much for coming. And then, and then you're done. <laughs> oh, you he know? does a Leno do your, impression. Your, do your Leno. Oh, he does Leno. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the new album is called uh, Stages. Uh, very good. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> Good. Now, uh, now, do him bringing up a subject like it just came up in conversation <laughs> about the guest. About the guest? Uh, yeah, yeah. They, what do you mean? He, he would always like talk show hosts uh-huh. have to make it sound like they don't have it prepared to get. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Oh, I guess not on the pre-interview, right? Oh, oh, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, cashews. Uh, you, uh, you're a cashew <laughs> farmer, right? Uh, I noticed uh, you have cashews on your breath. So, uh, <laughs> What's the one you do? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, because I, I know he would always be like, a special, you know, when he'd have, he'd try to prime a guest yeah. into doing a bit. Yeah. And he'd go, so I don't know, I, I rent somewhere that uh, you were stuck in an elevator with a gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all right, yes. yes. <laughs> I read on Wikipedia. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, God. I think people would find this interesting. But that's, but that's tough, though. If you're a host, that's got to be tough. I, I've realized I, this. I yeah. mean, truly. I mean, to, to, I mean you, got, you, you do uh, 500 guests a year or more. 
and uh, and you, each one of them, you've got to you got to hit the marks of whatever the pre-interview was. Uh, I don't I don't envy it. Yeah, I I used to get annoyed when they'd say, "Do you, do you have anything we can lead you into?" And I thought, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's boring. But now, yeah. when you're a host, you go, "Oh my God, that's right." Yeah, you need something to ask. They're the ones to lead you in. Yeah. yeah. So I have nothing else to say to you. <laughs> All right. I never stopped, and, <laughs> I never stopped and, you, Bill. I was going to say. And, and you know, when you were talking about your image and yeah. uh, coverage being serious, yeah, I remembered about a year or so ago. I saw David Copperfield on stage, uh-huh. and now he's doing, you know, he's on stage with his shirt hanging out. Is he? Yeah. And just hanging like, out or, un- or Yeah, like- just no jacket. Uh-huh. I, when I saw him, he oh, wasn't really? wearing a jacket, just a shirt and slacks, uh-huh. and, you know, talking in a regular voice. And, and I thought, no, I want to see that. What Copperfield was he doing before? I, his- I used to watch those specials. Well, when but I always thought he was rolling. understated. I always thought he'd be like, now I'm going to walk through the Wall of China. Yeah. Watch this. You know, like, I always thought he was kind of like the cool... But he used to do, like, the Bob Fosse hands Did and he? everything. Oh, yeah, he was a big showman. Oh, yeah, and yeah. his eyes would roll around. Yeah, like, yeah. mysterious. Yes. There was fog. <laughs> yeah. So now... Now he's doing minimalist magic? Yeah. It's very interesting. And this, yeah. this is the show in Vegas that he's doing, yes. right? Where he's doing the yes. intimate illusions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean... Uh, I, I believe there should be razzle dazzle in 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 magic, just as in comedy. Yes, you know when you start phoning it in, it's uh, yeah, you know, cashews, yeah. cashews, <laughs> <laughs> presto. What was I would it? love to see you do a magic act, Gilbert. <laughs> was your management a little bit? Uh, were they concerned that they wanted that you had a certain kind of an image that they were marketing, and were they conservative with you? I think you know. I think that the concern has has been, and I think still is today. Uh, they're going to hate this, by the yeah. way. Oh God. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, is that uh, you know I'm so super serious about singing, and I'm so super dedicated and serious about music. But then when I'm off the stage, if I don't decompress that side, mm-hmm. I would go crazy. And I think that the concern has always been to make sure that you don't um, lessen at all the seriousness that I have for the music by confusing that. But I think that, you know, I think ultimately, like I said, people w- want to see the big picture. I think people want to see all sides. And, um, and when I'm doing my shows now, it's loosened me up a lot more to be able to talk freely with the audience, whereas I think before on my first tour – I kind of felt like I stuck to a script of, oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And now for my next song, you know, I was very, I don't know, I was very kind of stiff, I think, early on. And now I feel like I can go out into the crowd. I can talk to people. And so you, do, you do a little banter. I do banter. There are comedy writers, you know this, who write for, you know, who write for musicians. Yeah. Who write stuff for Vegas acts. I know. And, you know. Yeah. Well, I haven't, I haven't Friends done of that. mine have written for Clint Black and, and really? people like that. Yeah, you'd be surprised. I, I like it better when it's off the cuff. I think whenever I try to do stuff that's scripted, I, it always winds up. I always wind up needing to yell cashew because it it doesn't. (laughs) It it, It, it goes false flat. Sometimes it it when people aren't used to delivering jokes, it comes across like being a presenter on the Academy Awards. Yeah, totally. That's exactly right. Horrible. Yeah, it just it it it, it's true. It's true. Yep. All right, we got cards here, Josh. What do you want? What do you want to talk about? Let's talk about (laughs) acting. Acting. Yeah. All right. Uh, And I heard you say this is interesting that you get pushback on auditions. I get pushback because because the people auditioning you have said things to you like you know yes I know you're a singer and we played and you, there was a quote where you said 
Well, you know, we played your song at my mom's funeral. Oh, yeah. Well, that, laugh. That's always an awkward right. when you're like auditioning to be, you know, the yeah. Punisher. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, and, you auditioned uh, for the Punisher? Uh, no, but yeah. I'm just saying as, a, as an example, or you know. Pippi the funny repairman. <laughs> <laughs> Pippi the funny Punisher. Yeah. Truly. Let's, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes, you know it's uh, you know it's hard to get method in there when uh, you know they're they're uh, they 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 just just played their you know your song at a, at a funeral and or a wedding. But you and, were, but yeah, oh. they they let you. I mean, that's another way. Uh, I always thought. Well, oh, who was it? Oh God, who was it who was running for president? Who had who always? Pat Paulson? No, no, <laughs> he, he always held on. Uh, uh, oh, Bob Dole, Bob Dole, Bob Dole. Yeah, and. It, the funny thing with Bob Dole, Bob Dole, after he ran for president and lost, he would pop up on sitcoms and Saturday Night Live. Viagra commercials. Oh, yeah. And, oh yeah. yeah. And when you saw him in that, I always thought, had he done the sitcoms right. first, right. The, uh, the voters would have liked him a lot more. Yeah. Well, there's the pressure, I think. I, 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 well, you're right. I mean, people, some, some of these guys, I mean, I think people like Mitt Romney a lot more now that he's not running for president. I oh, think yeah. There, there's people, like, once people start loosening up and you We well, got in the boxing ring with Evander yeah, Holyfield exactly, to raise exactly. money. Should have done that before. That great. Yeah. yeah. And because now the, now the public goes, oh, I like this guy. Well, there's such a concern, I think. There's such a control. There's a very type A control freakdom to people who run for office and to people in the entertainment industry as well. And I think that when you try and, you know, it's like the sand in the hand. When you, when you squeeze it so tightly, it all falls out. When you just hold it, it all stays there. I think with these politicians, the same goes. They're so concerned with everything being meticulous. They've got people that are reading, you know, moment-to-moment ratings of how a, how a single statement played across a certain territory they want votes from. That how do you be human? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Sure. It's impossible. You become a robot. And, uh, you know, I think, I think President Obama actually got that part really right from moment one as he just knew how to be a person yeah Yeah. bill clinton too clinton too yeah Yeah. so so you i did you feel like in the beginning oh i have to be like the serious sensitive artist that'll be my image well or did you have people telling you that i was 17 when i got signed and i was 17 going on 12 you know i was a late bloomer i was i was um you know a sensitive kind of immature kid and I got signed at a, at a time when I was still terrified about performing. I still had stage fright. I was terrified about my voice, of taking ownership of what it could do and the discipline of really working at it. So I had to kind of pretend to be, you know, hot shit while I was secretly terrified and learning. I was a student and a pro at the same time. So it wasn't until about five or six years ago where I felt like I put in my hours. I had enough experiences and successes and failures and learning experiences to to take ownership of it that I felt like, you know what, I can shed some of that stuff that I felt was maybe not so much about faking it, but more about having a shield, more about having a way to kind of protect myself from the stuff that I was secretly really sensitive Mm -hmm. about. Um, And I think that, you know, now, now I feel more comfortable in my own proverbial skin. Mm -hmm. Are you serious about acting? Is it a lark? It's I mean, not a lark. I am yeah. serious about it. I mean, uh, I, was, I was taken from theater school when I was right, signed. Okay. So, so my whole background was I, I didn't think I'd be doing TV and film acting. I thought I'd be doing right. you know, Broadway or right. plays or things like that. Right. But the singing lessons were truly a tool that I was using to be a better actor. I thought that if I could sing as well as act, then I would have a better chance of getting roles in things. The singing wound up being something I was 
you know, way better at. So it just took over. But um, but I love acting. The stuff that I've done has been has been cameo mostly stuff and friends that have called and said, hey, we, we think we've got a fun role for you. Well, you played a convincing douchebag in, thank you very uh, much. in Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. That was method. Yeah. I so, sat behind that guy for many years in high <laughs> you school. You were good. So thank you. in the beginning, singing was secondary. It was. Yeah, it was. I was, I was uh, at a wonderful, uh, incredible arts high school called the Los Angeles County High School for the Arts. It uh, continues to be a great, great, great school to this day. But you can choose your major. Once you can audition, it's a public school. It's free. But you audition for a major. So you're there for dance or music or visual art and, uh, or vocals. And I auditioned for straight drama. I auditioned as a theater major. So um, the Tevya and you know, all that stuff, that was, that was extracurricular. That was stuff I was doing in my free time there. But, uh, but I was taking voice lessons on the side. I wanted to focus primarily on my acting. Yeah. Now, I, I remember you a couple of years ago as... American this, Airlines Airport uh, uh, Lounge. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. Oh, it was special for you, that. too, was it? Oh, okay. I, I think yeah. about it every time I'm walking down the street. You throw him a football I, jersey? I, I, oh, I go, who's that Tevye-looking kid who came up Every me? time you're late for a flight to Duluth, yeah, you think of me. I wish he'd show up yeah, again. Yeah. I, I remember you on TV as a nerdy kid. Who gets uh, Ali McBeal? Oh yeah, that was my to first be his date. Yeah, that was my first to gig. the prom. I was singing at a charity event in Los Angeles, and David E. Kelly, the creator of Ali McBeal, and the whole cast was being honored that night. And um, I was uh, I was slated on the bill between Ray Charles and BB King. Wow. So like, yeah, I was uh, you know the the uh, the nap time. Uh, I was the trip to the bathroom music. Um, but uh, but I sang my ass off that night, and I remember. Uh, meeting David Kelly afterwards, and he co- contacted David Foster. I was only two songs into my debut record. Nobody knew who I was at all. And uh, and he said, hey, we, this kid, like, is there something? I, I like him. Uh, there, there's going to be a big wedding episode. Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Callista are going to get married in the season finale. You know, would, would your new guy, would he want to be a wedding singer? Would he be, be a wedding singer? It'd be a 30-second part, Ave Maria, whatever it is, you can go sing the song. And... Uh, and I couldn't believe I couldn't believe that I was going to be on the show. It was going to be uncredited, but I was going to be on the finale of um, of this show. Cut to um, about four days before we were supposed to film. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was arrested and couldn't make it to set. That was during a really dark period for him. And David e. Kelly had to rewrite the entire show. So he was like, "Can you act?" I'm like, uh, "I was just Tevya. I was just Tevya. <laughs> I've got I've got five daughters. Does that answer your question? Cashew." Uh, and he loved it. He just yeah. loved it. So, so he wrote an entire episode about this agoraphobic kid who who wants to take her, you know, his girlfriend to the prom, and she breaks his heart. And Allie, I wound up hiring Allie to sue her, and it was a whole thing. And then I wound up singing, you know, a song that David and I had just finished working on uh, at the end of the episode. I couldn't have asked for a, for a, a greater kind of Hollywood, you know, moment. Yeah, truly. you wind up having her as a date. To yeah, the prom. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And people were writing in saying who. Um, the kid was great. Who was the singer? And I was, and I was like, oh, wow, okay. Maybe we've got something here because people didn't know that I was the one actually singing in the part. They just assumed that there was like a 55-year-old you know, op- guy you know, doing the part for, for, my, for my singing. So, um, you know, it was, it, was a, it was a good moment. And so you're saying you fucked Callista Flock? No, 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 I'm, I'm not saying that at all. Oh, bless the he's, he's so confused. He's so confused. He's adorable, though. My goodness. Isn't he adorable? <laughs> I love doing this with you, Gilbert. Yes. yes. 
what other actresses have you fucked who you worked with? As easily as you fucked Elizabeth Lockhart. I hope Harrison Ford's listening. <laughs> you work with an actress Gilbert will be excited to know about. Okay. D. Wallace Stone. Yes. Your mom on D. The, Wallace Stone. On The Office. On The Office. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she was She great. turned us down, so we got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was she your yeah. cancellation? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. want to have her on the show. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's You great. were Andy Bernard's younger brother. I was, yes. On the office. Yeah. Yeah. I was... Um, I was uh, uh, Walter. I was Walter Junior Junior. Right. Uh, yeah. He was he was originally named Walter until I was born, and then they changed it to to, to me. Um, so yeah, that was that was a that was a fun episode. Uh, you know, anytime you can be a fan of a show, and you wind up shooting on a day where the entire cast is involved in the scene, and you can kind of right. See, it was the Shrewd Farm. It was the, uh, the Shrewd Farm. farm right? Yeah, we were all there, yeah. and, and the just the whole cast was there uh, except for Steve, of course, and um, and it was. Uh, you know, it was just it was just a lot of fun. You know, as a fan, you're just sitting there going, you know, wow, like I'm I'm in it. Ally McBeal, I felt the same way. We all watched that show, and I'm sitting there going, you know, to be able to watch them in action is just you know. And, me. and Mindy Kaling just sent you a sent yeah, you. Yeah, she a, sent me a direct uh, message on Twitter uh-huh. saying, you know, are you going to be in L.A. on this day? We wrote a wrote a uh, a part. We think it'd be funny for you. And I had just played uh, played L.A. the night before. It was just serendipity. Yeah, I love when that happens. Do you like auditioning? I get. I mean, it's a different skill yeah. than anything else. I mean, yeah. it truly is a different thing than when you're on set and uh and he, so he doesn't care for it your host and you don't like yeah it. yeah I, I think it's a, i think it's a forced weird environment i never feel like i well it's actually interesting whenever i feel like i didn't do well at all i get it and whenever i feel i nailed it um, oh yeah i'll get the call from the agent going ah there just you know just wasn't something wasn't there whatever it was yeah, just wasn't there are there. times where you yeah. think oh well that's it yeah that's it i'm i'm writing yes. my academy award speech now. that's right yeah and it's like no they they didn't really <laughs> yeah and they go, oh, no, no, they thought you were good. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you audition for Problem Child? Uh, yes. You did? Yes. I, uh, with, with the kid? Uh, no, no, no. He's coming on the yeah. show, by the way. Yes. Is he? Yeah, Michael Oliver. I won't be the, lun- the, the youngest anymore. Or maybe That's I still will be. Yeah. How old is he? Probably He's 87. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> he has this growing disorder. Oh, really? I think yeah. He has a gray bowl, bowl cut now, yeah. right? Yeah. You yeah. guys are neck and neck. You might be younger. We might, okay, all right. Yeah. yeah. Michael he's Oliver. Like, he's I, heard he, I heard he was a sweet kid in real life, though. Yes. Ish. Yes. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. And, and John Ritter, of course, right? Oh, Who was yeah. Just the yeah. Best. John, just the John best. was fun to yeah. work with. You want to talk about this movie you're doing with Anna Kendrick and uh, John sure. Krasinski? Yeah. I was in Mississippi uh, about a year ago, and we shot this movie. Uh, uh, speaking of The Office, um, uh, John Krasinski uh, directed the second episode that I did. That was my first time getting to know him as a director. And uh, this is his first feature-length film. It's called The Hollers, which is a, a last name. And, uh, and it's got an amazing cast. I play Reverend Dan. I play uh, the guy who's kind of the aw shucks, uh, a little Gomer Pyle-ish uh, kind of guy. <laughs> and, uh, and he's kind of the reverend of the town. And he winds up dating the uh, ex-wife of uh, John's brother, uh, played by uh, Charlotte Copley, you know, of uh, District 9. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that movie, District mm-hmm. 9? Yeah. He's the... Uh, he's uh, he's kind of the guy who turns into the alien. That's he's, a freaky movie. And he play, oh, yes. He's the yeah. voice yes. in Chappie. He plays Chappie. Yeah. I am Chappie. That's him. Oh, I didn't see Chappie. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Charlto and, and John and Anna Kendrick and um, uh, great cast. So yeah, it was, I, know, I don't know when it comes out, but uh, we had a good time making it. And you fucked Anna Kendrick? No. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. No, Gilbert. No, I did the movie. The movie. I did a movie. Oh, oh I get those two It was John. Up. I needed yeah. to fuck John to get the movie. He directed the movie, Gil. 
Have, a, would, have yeah. a watermelon slice. Yeah. Your blood sugar is dropping at a drastic rate. <laughs> so you did fuck the director. That's, well, look. God. Well, that makes sense. Does it? That's how I got problem child. <laughs> this may be the first guest we've had on the show that's a fan of the problem child movie. This is a, there's a breakthrough Listen, happening here. I have a sealed VHS box Are you set. Serious? I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't my, tell anybody in Los that. Angeles. Uh, you know, there's. I don't. I don't even know where to find it. There was a problem child three. Yeah. That no one knows about. Wow. It was a TV movie. Oh, it was? Yeah. Were you in that one, too? I was in that one. <laughs> yeah. I was the only one. For yes. the original. Oh, you were, you yeah. were the original. Eugene Levy yeah. to the American Pie continuation. Yes, yes, yes. it was. Okay, gotcha. Yes, gotcha. Yes. And starring. Yes. Gilbert Scott. Yeah, but that was, your, that was your moment. Truly, the third one was your moment for the head marquee yeah. name, right? Yeah, that and was, starring that by was, default. And, yeah. <laughs> You were the only face on the cover yes. for the first time in that series. That's fun though. When you do when you finally get to the third made for VHS, yeah. you get to be the star. That's right. Yeah. I, I remember doing like uh one of these low budget director videos. No. Uh, yes, Who, you? believe it or not. Shocking. <laughs> and it and it had like I think like all these people like Mark Singer. Oh and yeah, oh, the Beastmaster. Yes, yeah. and <laughs> Beast the Beastmaster. Another one. Another you remember 70s, that movie? Great seventies. Yes. Mark film. Singer. And and, yeah. and and I saw a trailer for it. Uh-huh. And because no one in it is like you, you know, if you've got a, you know, Tom Cruise, yeah. you go Tom Cruise in. Yeah, but some people here, here they got a name. You know, everybody. Yes, of course. To help it add up to one big star. And it was an action. You see helicopters exploding and girls ripping their dresses open. And in the midst of it, the announcer goes, you know, Mark Hamill, Mark Singer, Gilbert Gottfried. (laughs) (laughs) Was it it the great Don LaFontaine? Was it it the great? In a world, Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. And in the midst of, like, mo- you know, motorcycles crashing oh, yeah. and machine guns oh, going off. God, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I would just play that. I would just, I would drink whiskey into the wee hours of the morning and just replay that over and over again. You weren't kidding when you told us that you spent a lot of time on the road bored and watching oh, movies. Yes. That you've actually gone through the Problem Child canon. I have. Canon. I, I have gone through the entire Problem Child and Beastmaster canon. Uh, yes. <laughs> Now, do you get that thing? Because you especially, you play like arenas. Yeah, sometimes. And, yeah. and I mean, like thousands of people packing <laughs> yeah, it. Sure. And, and then, you know, people are cheering you're a god on stage. Oh, yeah. And then they're cheering, and, and then you find yourself sitting in your hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. It's a real letdown. It's a, it's, it, it is, you know, and I don't do drugs. So, you know, for me, like, that's a... That is a high that's unbelievable when you're out there and you feel that energy. And then you're, yeah, you're on a tour bus and you're eating, you know, subway, a Subway sandwich and, you know, and you're just kind of, well, all right, off to, off to Peoria, you know. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's I, I can see why a lot of those guys, and look, I, I get it to a certain degree, but within, within the style of music I do, it's still, it's still somewhat of a mellow evening compared to, comparatively to the big rock shows yeah. and things like that. And I still feel that high. But I can certainly understand those, those, you know, some of those real heavy rock bands that just felt 
an explosion of adrenaline out there. And then they go to a hotel room. And if and I'm also lucky that I can walk down the street. And for the most part, people are either really respectful or have no clue. So I can live. I can still live a pretty private, anonymous life. And I can be the one people watching still, which I think is essential. I, I noticed you came into my place with enormous sunglasses, Gil. <laughs> yeah. You, you paparazzi won't leave them alone. You absolutely. I don't. I don't know what that's like to have and, to deal with that. And a but... dog was pulling me along. <laughs> <laughs> that is... Uh... <laughs> but, you know, I, I totally, even me, I mean, you know, I'll get the cheers and the laughs and yeah. uh, adulation during a show. Sure. And I go back to the hotel and I totally understand yeah. why people do why performers yeah. do drugs. They want to keep the high going. Yeah. Because, yeah. because there is – it's not just even just right after the show. It's the 22 hours of your day sometimes that you're, oh, just, yeah. you're just twiddling your thumbs in some hotel room somewhere. You, know, you don't necessarily want to, want to go out and exert yourself or go out and be recognized. Whatever. You, you kind of get – after show 50 or 60 or 100, you get into a routine of just hanging until it's time to be on. And then you got to be on. And then you're off. And then you got to let down. So – yeah, it's and the real depression comes when the actual full tour is done, done, done. You have that honeymoon period of that that week where you're just kicking back, and you got all those shows behind you, and you can go back to you know just doing normal stuff, seeing your friends, and going out to restaurants and all that. And then you suddenly realize that the structure is gone. That's the thing that kills me is when the structure is gone because I like knowing that I have to get myself ready for those two hours every night. And then when you get off the road and you know you've got like a year ahead of you where the time is yours. You write when you want to write. Yeah, you it's record. almost too much time. It's, it's too almost much of a too good much. Thing. You get so used to the institutionalized aspect of being on the road that, um, yeah, it's a come down. When, sure. when you're about to go on stage, do you go, oh, wait a minute, what, they're, they're all here to see me? How am I going <laughs> to sing? Is my, you know, do you get that feeling? Um, I, I get that feeling, I think, way earlier in the process. If I, if I, if I kind of, if I had that, ah, shucks, why me moment seconds before I went on, I think it would, it would mess with me. I think I've got to find more ways to kind of pump myself up and I get excited to go out there. But, you know, there's plenty of moments just, I think those moments happen when you're just by yourself and, you know, you know, you've got a big thing going on sale or a big album coming out or whatever. You kind of sit back and reflect and, you know, we're all, I'm, we're all our, our own harshest critics deep down. And so, you know, I'll sit back and do why me. And then I'll just yell cashew with jazz hands <laughs> to the mirror. Jazz hands. Yeah, like Fosse, you know, and say it's showtime, you know? Yeah. You know, you know this this uh, sort of played into the origin of this podcast. Him being bored on the road. Oh, because he oh, would just call. He would yes. come off that as show bored and... or more bored than you are today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, nothing will beat. Uh, nothing will beat this. Yeah, truly, yeah, yeah. he would yeah, call they... me to talk about the Beastmaster. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be much older. Right. Yes, of course. I, sure. We talk about like Cabinet of Doctor Caligari. <laughs> God. <laughs> Have you seen that movie? Is it what is it? The the ten thousand fingers of Doctor T. Oh, the five thousand oh, fingers. Yes, yes. I, I, yes sure. I was being generous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, quick. But uh, is but, that uh, Hans Conried? It's the five thousand oh, fingers of Doctor T. Awesome yes. movies. I always thought that that should be made into a Broadway musical. I always thought that that would be a really odd. Off, off, off Broadway musical. We could be in it together. You guys could. I would love to see that. I could play your father. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about you two in the Sunshine Boys revival. Oh, yeah, nice. Yes, perfect. But with music. Of course, you're sure. It was in the Marashko Theater. It was the the Belashko Theater. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. I, I say it was the Belasco Theater. Is that my part? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you tell you, the Belasco Theater. Now, what am I doing? Now, you want to bring chess back, speaking of Broadway. I would, as a chess fan, as kind of the one of the culty chess fans, yeah, yeah. I would like to see a, a show with music as brilliant as chess has. I love Benny and Bjorn. Be as be as successful as I think that music deserves to be on stage. Yeah. The story has always kind of been a little iffy. The book has always been lacking, and it's dense. It's chess yeah. during the Cold yeah. War. I mean, yeah. it's not exactly you know bring it's the family show. and you know. And it had a Broadway run, but it was an unsuccessful. It was Broadway kind run, kind of unsuccessful yeah. in every run that it had. It yeah. just. Didn't quite. Did, did it have more like, than one? I remember the first. There one. was a there was a West End, there was a Broadway, and there uh-huh. was a Swedish. Uh-huh. And uh, we did it at Royal Albert Hall as a concert, and it worked much better. We had all the musicians on stage. I saw you. You we, and Adina, Adina, yeah. and Adam Pascal, and we, Adele Dazim. Adele Dazim, yes, right. played Florence, and um, you know it, it worked better because there wasn't all the costumes and all the staging. It was just kind of presenting the music as it should be presented, and I think a kind of semi-concert version of chess would actually work quite well on Broadway. Do you know that show, Gil? No. Chess? No. Tim Rice wrote the lyrics. and I, uh, Anything that you're interested in, in probably what not. you're doing. Probably he doesn't not. know no, any really, Broadway. That's why he asked I about really Filler on the not. Roof. It's the last Broadway musical that he <laughs> yeah. actually He's a Fantastics yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. 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 Uh, you know. He wanted to sing Try to Remember. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been trying to remember this whole interview. Yeah, tell us quickly about working with the Muppets because we, we had Paul Williams on the show. Oh, who wrote Paul, the yeah. Rainbow Connection, of, of course. Yeah, you genius. fucked Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gil, Th- that's where the hand is supposed to go. <laughs> it's not sexual. Oh, so confused. He's so confused. He Bless his heart. Sweet, sweet Gilbert. <laughs> So sweet, so cute. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, you know. But uh, no, it was it was great. I, I I you know grew up with the Muppets, and uh, they're bringing the Muppet Show back, which is a yeah. Lot of fun. But they're doing a different kind of version of the Muppet. Are show. they they're doing a well? I use the word adult. Full frontal nudity. Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah. was always a given. Fozzie, I don't think ever wore pants. They're, they're they're trying to do a slightly. I don't even know what this means or how it'll be executed, but a more mature Muppet Show. A mature, mature. Okay. Yeah. So All right. Who knows what's in store? But you were they, in the Muppets they most. Had- uh, on the Muppets or on Sesame Street, I heard a couple of years ago they were going to have a Muppet whose father was in prison. <laughs> oh, it was on Sesame Street. Yes, really? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think he rapes Kermit in one point. <laughs> Is that yeah. really? Yeah. Oh man. Well, in the shower. I'll have yeah. to. I'll have to yeah. IMDb yeah. that later. Uh, but uh, before we wrap up, tell us about singing. <laughs> Oh, please I'll let us. Keep asking please. <laughs> he doesn't care. This is basically how it goes. He just looks for openings to accuse your father of being a brown shirt. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Uh, tell us about singing with Streisand. I think our uh, listeners would be very interested in that. This okay. Show, the show's about showbiz, and that's yes. a showbiz icon. Okay. Yes, she is indeed. Uh, that was one of my actually one of my first duets ever. Right after I did Ally McBeal. Um, uh, I was asked. Uh, Barbara was a friend of of David's, and she came in the studio, and she was doing a duets record. And uh, that was, you know, talk about being terrified and being kind of in a master class and being professional at the same time. She was very, very kind to me. She didn't have to have me on her record at all. It was a complete unknown. And, uh, and she had me on. And we sang, uh, we sang a song on that first record. And then, you know, now 13, 14 years later, we've now sang again on her new duets record. And any time you sing with her, it's, uh, you know, you, you, you're well aware that you're in the same, 
you know, breathing room as, as a real legend and somebody that you can really learn from. No matter how experienced you are, it's always a master class. But, yeah, she's great. Her interpretation, her, her process is, I think, the most fascinating part about her because her voice is obviously incredible. But it's the way that you – when you get to watch her in an actual session, you know, uh, crafting the song, that's when you see how the, the mythology and the legend has developed because, you know, she's, she comes from that school where if you put – the energy into the process and into the work, then the response from people will be there. And as soon as you start to slack on those things, it's no coincidence that the goosebumps aren't quite there. And she puts it into the process entirely. I saw the clip online. I mean, she still sounds great. Yeah, she does. It's the, to, to have that gift yeah. this long yeah. in her life. It's, uh, it's great. And I'm glad that she's touring now more. And, uh, um, you know, so, yeah, she's, she's been a good friend. Because, you know, Gil uh, did um, You Don't Bring Me Flowers with her before. They, yeah, they, yeah. Oh, did you? They yeah. put Neil Diamond. Yeah. It's amazing what a little mixing can do. Yeah. To, uh, and, sometimes, and sometimes erase an entire the, duet partner. Sometimes just turn into a solo. And my duet to Nat King Cole. Where they, oh, where they were unforgettable for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in uh, you know. <laughs> now you fucked Barbara Streisand. <laughs> no, Nat King Cole. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just... You want to humor us and take a swing? I'm at- a virgin, Gilbert. That's what that's what makes this whole bit really, really funny. Is that I, I've never, I've, I don't even know what that's like. I don't know. It's funny to say. It's funny to say. Uh, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah. You want to take a swing at some of these and and, indul- and indulge us? Oh, sure. Can these explo- are. Can sure. we exploit you? Okay. Try try the ones. Now, now this- do, are huh? we sharing the same? Uh huh. I'm gonna. What are we? Same needle. Gilbert jokes for Josh. Oh, thank you. This is uh, Karajoki. Oh, oh, we're yeah. doing. Oh, Kara, we're is, doing. Yeah, jokes. This is this is, uh, this is a Gil. This is a Josh uh, favoring us by singing some Gilbert Gottfried jokes. Oh, okay. Se- setting some, interpreting them in song. And oh, warm up by saying. Uh, Cashew, 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 cashew. Yeah, good. <clears throat> this has Very never good. been done. You know, on the show. nuts are actually bad for a singer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why they had them cut that, off. That was a setup. That was a setup. Yeah, you. you're welcome. You're but welcome. I want to tell you. Yeah, but anyway. Oh yeah! <laughs> but enough about castrati's. <laughs> um, well, how would you like me to do this? You want me to just sing sing one of these? Kind of like you yeah, did the sing uh, my jokes. Okay. Kind of All like right. you did the Kanye tweets on Kimmel. Uh, this this would be more of a musical theater because these these don't have really the the structure uh, song structure to them. They're a little bit freeform. Like the name of this so, is a one man show. Uh, yes, yeah, so a spotlight hits. You know, Gilbert, <laughs> we hardly knew ye. Uh, yes. <laughs> Josh, with Josh a Groban a in you. <laughs> yeah. Josh Groban is, is Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Problem Child, the musical. <laughs> all right. Let's see what it sounds like. It all may right. not work at all. So, a guy walks up to his son and tells him, Son, if you don't stop masturbating, you're going to go blind. And the kid says, Hey, Dad, I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> And many more. Oh, oh boy. I think that's great. <laughs> uh, want to try the middle one? The middle one? Uh, oh, uh, no, I want to do the... Uh, I want to what, do the... Uh, you want to do the other one? I want to do... Uh, 
I want to do a longer one because it's 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 better for it's conversational. Go for it. It, it, has, oh, okay. it has a it has a real kind of Sondheimish quality. How about to the it. third one? That's a good. Game. How about the aristocrat? <laughs> All right, yeah, we, I, could, I could sing the aristocrat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let him get through this. <laughs> All right. A man gets home, runs into his house. He slams the door and shouts, Honey, I just won the lottery. Pack your bags, the wife says, Great. What should I pack for, the ocean or the mountains? He says, I don't care. Just get the fuck out. <laughs> Cashew. All on my DVD, Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> Dirty Jokes. Dirty Jokes. Commercial yeah. by Josh yeah. Brolin. <laughs> by Josh Brolin. That's terrific. By Josh Brolin. Oh, yeah. That one had a, that was a, that, that was, was more of a faucet That kind was of great. A, I like that. Thank you that, so that, much. The jazz okay, hands do made the sense. aristocrat. Yeah. That, <laughs> um, that, that one, I, I, uh, That's I, a career ender. I feel ender. like, I feel like <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a, that no, is no, quite frankly a career your ender. Your career's already ended. <laughs> it's ended now, yeah. Uh, you know, a half hour ago. <laughs> I did. We have nothing oh, to worry man, about. Oh, man, that's true. One day I will do the aristocrats. Maybe if you do a, uh, if we do a second, a second follow-up kind of documentary, Maybe I'll uh, I'll tell I'll tell it with in song with old singers with all yeah maybe I could grab get like a We Are the World kind of group, <laughs> group together and everybody takes a line. Well, that's a great idea. Yeah, that'd I'd be like fun. Aristocrats for charity. And the father is fucking the dog <laughs> and shit <laughs> and piss and yeah yeah. He the son is uh, fingering his sister. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> Is that yeah. wow. is that the closest you can get to singing? Is yes, that, yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, you have to hear him sing on the All show. Right. It's a joke. All right. Yeah. I can I can sing as Georgie Jessel. <laughs> can you? Yeah, give yeah. me some Georgie Jessel. Would you? Okay. Uh one bright and shining light that caught me wrong from right. I found in my mother's eyes. Those baby tales she told Of streets all paved with coal I found in my mother's eyes Just like a wandering sparrow A lonely soul <laughs> <laughs> No, give us all six verses, come on <laughs> There's something wrong with your show when you have Josh Groban on the show and Gilbert and, and Gottfried, Gilbert is, doing Gottfried the, is doing the singing. Yeah. Oh, Lord. What a treat. That was beautiful. Uh, <laughs> that was stunning. So anything you want to uh, <coughs> anything you want to promote anything no. you want to plug you no, got a new CD not. all of its jobs I'm, have been canceled I exactly I have nothing <laughs> you got a new CD I wouldn't be here if I had something to promote Tell us about stages Um okay sure yes uh it's a it's a uh, a song an album of, of of all those great show tunes some of the songs I grew up with Right um one from Willy Wonka Uh yes, uh, yes. pure imagination somewhere yes. over the rainbow uh, uh finishing the half something in the park with George anthem from chess um, and uh, and get the fuck out by, by Gilbert Gottfried, uh, yeah, uh, which is a, a bonus track. You have to. It's one of those where you have to let it. Even though it's di- all iTunes now, you got to let it play for an hour before <laughs> of silence before you finally get to this the song. Yeah. And your foundation? Tell us about that. Uh, my foundation is called the Find Your Light Foundation. It's um, you know, I was talking about the great arts uh, program that I went to in, yeah. in school, and uh, you know, I grew up with with incredible. Uh, arts education programs. I was one of the lucky ones growing up, and um, and so 
you know, it, it, it really stemmed from visiting schools, visiting programs, getting letters from people where they are, were finding those pro- programs being cut drastically. Ever since I was a kid, they've been cut even more. And so the Find Your Life Foundation is a, is a program that's bringing arts education hopefully back to those programs that are being cut, uh, getting instruments to the hands of kids, getting arts and cultural, cultural awareness into the hands of, of young people. And so we're teaming up with groups like uh, Turnaround Arts, which is Michelle Obama's uh, organization, and we're, we're seeing firsthand how arts education is turning great programs around. But, um, yeah, that started from my fan base. They gave me a donation when I was playing the Greek theater for $70,000. They con- collected all my you know, autographs and oh. put them on eBay and gave them back to me and said, we want you to start a foundation. And so that's how it started. It's important. You know, yeah. believe it or not, Singing was canceled in my school. Was it? Yeah. If you had had the Find Your Life Foundation, uh, then then, uh, truly uh, we would have all been blessed with uh, at least a couple more notes in your range, I think. There would have been. Do you have anything else to ask this man? Yeah. Who else did you fuck? Well, listen. How long do you have? Like uh, Maria Callas. Maria Callas. Sure. Joey Heatherton. Yes. Uh, The the last living munchkin, Gilbert. Uh, Yes. Oh, boy. You want to take us? Can, uh, can we? Uh, can we? You don't know the depraved things I had to do to Gilbert to get on this podcast. That's yeah. all. Well, listen, yeah, yeah, truly. Could you sing them? Yeah. <laughs> I bought snacks. <laughs> I bought snacks. We got snacks. You want snacks? Yeah. Could you uh, just one more time, Josh? Could, could you I? sing? One more. And I one? and I blew Gilbert Godfrey. I, uh, no, no request. Not doing requests. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> What do you do? Did anybody ever shout a joke request from you? Yeah. What, what do, you yeah, do you take requests do, on does, stage? Do people yell the aristocrats like uh, they do yes. Freebird at you? Do they? Yes. Is that your Freebird? Free they, yes. they light a lighter. Yeah. Yeah. God, that must get you know. Let's a, try. Let's try the last one. And that's, a redhead the... tells her blonde stepsister, "I slept with a Brazilian." The blonde replies, "Oh my God, you slut!" How many is in a Brazilian? <laughs> How many is a Brazilian? <laughs> what a treat. Oh, God. Viva okay. Brasil. Viva Brasil. Okay, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. This has been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing, colossal podcast with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. And today, we spoke to the man who is known for... Fucking Callista Flockhart, <laughs> Anna Kendrick, and Miss Piggy. As well as, I think, Tony Fields. Tony Fields. Yes. Oh, and I think he sings. Do you, yeah. do you get these references at all? Do you no, know Tony I'm, Fields? Yeah. I'm just, God bless you. I'm already on a jog somewhere. Oh, I, in my mind, I'm, I'm running down the Hudson. I'm feeling... <laughs> Yeah. And before I say his name, say your your famous catchphrase. <laughs> Cashew! <laughs> yeah, well, I don't have to tell you who that is. We all know the Cashews. <laughs> it's Mr. Cashew himself, Josh Groban. Thank you, yeah. Thank you Josh. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Gilbert. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks now for... get out of my house. <laughs> If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleisinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, 
one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudin posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.